Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Cascali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Cascali is right for you. It's the Mac and Bone Show, baby! They're the best. Oh. I love those guys. This is my friend, Mac! This dude says he would pay for video of Shuttlecock Mac. This is my friend, T-Bone! I'm going to kick your butt, man. You're listening to the Mac and Bo Show on Mac and Bo Radio. All right, y'all. Mac and Bone here, Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. You know... We appreciate y'all spending some time with us here every morning that you do, man. It is a blessing having y'all with us. Uh, prepared to be angry, Panther fans. Although some of you, some of you, the Bryce Haters Club out there, this will probably make your damn morning. Merrill Hodge had some very opinionated things to say about Bryce Young, about his size when he was on Wesson Walker yesterday. We're getting ready to review this, and we're getting ready to, to talk about how we should feel about this um, that's coming up here in just seconds. What do you got over there, Bone? I have the Charlotte Comfort Systems temperature. It remains 44 degrees. Choose local. Choose Charlotte Comfort at charlottecomfortsystems.com. Hour one, uh, we named off the best number 44s uh, in Carolina Panther history. I went Bob, Sister Christian. Matt, who was your choice? J.J. Jansen, man. What you doing to J.J.? J.J. It's crazy, though, that there was... Five players that wore 44. I thought J.J. had that thing from day one, man. J- and you know what? J.J. has fired back passive-aggressively. Uh, he does not like some of your draft analysis. He has texted us. So no, he, he does He is firing back, Bo, no, no. for your disrespect and I'm taking, that you showed. I'm taking that high road right now because I'm busy taking the high road with Mac in various segments. All right? I'll handle <laughs> J.J. later on. All right. Uh, my bad. My bad. <laughs> let's do this, man. Let's not delay it anymore. Let's have this conversation about what Merrill Hodge did. First of all, it was a great, timely interview. He also continued. He doubled down, bone on his criticisms of Drake May, too. He just he really is into criticizing QBs in North Carolina. Like I, the poor Myers Park QB, man. He's got he got to be he's got to be a little nervous right now. The next time Merrill Hodge talks, I feel like <laughs> Merrill Hodge in draft time sets the table. And then eventually people get mad at Chris Sims along the way for something. <laughs> we got a great Chris Sims cut today um, with Chris Jenkins, draft prospect out of Michigan, the son of our Chris Jenkins. Um, it's a great clip, um, but that's coming up later. But let's do this right now. Let's get into Merrill Hodge and what he said. He is very a big part of his criticism of Bryce and his skepticism is based on size. And he specifically pointed to, he says when he watches t- Watch tape this year that Bryce's size when he was in the pocket, it showed that it's that it was an issue. When you watched him play from the pocket, that is when five nine showed up and his limited ability to throw. It almost imagine like you're in a pocket and then you have a rainbow out there. Okay. That was his radius. Okay. If he can't throw any and he can't throw the ball outside of that with any sense of accuracy or consistency. There you go, CJ Stroud. You got no limitations. Zero. You got ways to do things with him that are, you know, are magical. What they were thinking there, I mean, I don't know who made the decision. I've still never heard who made it. Um, 
Um, it, it, to me, I, I think it's ownership because usually when ownership makes that decision, they fire everybody. So they, they're not going to get everybody rid of everybody that can hold them accountable um, or say it's their fault that they didn't develop them. But as hard as this kid works, he's never going to be 6'3". And listen, from 6'1 to, to 5'9", 6'1's a problem. You know, I, I go to Caleb Williams, 6'1 is going to be a, a problem. That is that is true across the board with passing lanes and seeing things and missing things and how defenses will handle you in the NFL versus what experience you have in college. That will be a factor, and you'll always be dealing with that. What do you think? What do you think about that, Bone? I think that it's obvious that the comparisons to C.J. Stroud are always going to be a thing. But even us as Bryce defenders, like if all we're going to do is say Stroud is this and that right now, yeah, Stroud's ahead. I concede that. Stroud had a marvelous rookie year. Bryce Young was not Stroud. There's stuff to work on. But I think a lot of what Bryce has to work on also has to be stuff that the team has to work on. His mechanics got out of whack. The offensive line was bad. The wideouts were not good. There was too much going on for drama within the coaching staff. There was play calling changes over and over again. There was too much going on that I don't know what young quarterback, no pun intended, could survive that. C.J. Stroud, with all that drama going on, would struggle more than he did in Houston. No one's saying here that Bryce Young was great last year. There were problems. But now it's about Canales. How do you fix them? And can you fix all those problems around him and then get his individual stuff on the right track? Yeah. No one's I, saying no one's saying he was Stroud last year. We know that. I can see that. He was not. And he may never be Stroud. But does it mean that doesn't mean he can't ever be a good quarterback both, for this team that we can, can win with? They both could be high level quarterback. Couple of a couple of things, Bone, that I thought, and feel free to send your reactions. Don't worry, there's two more clips coming. Man. Oh, like he was not he was just getting warmed up there at his opinions about Bryce Merrill Hodge. Um, first of all, I would like Bryce's inch and an eighth back, Merrill. You kept calling him five nine. That man was every bit of five ten and one eighth at the combine, sir. So I would like that inch and an eighth back. Okay, I'd like some respect. I would like that back. Um, uh, he was exaggerating the height, making him even smaller than he is. Um, we've seen quarterbacks, again, I'm not saying it's a lot of them, but we've seen Russell uh, Wilson stand in the pocket and throw from the pocket at 5'11". We've seen Drew Brees at six foot throw from the pocket and can do it. Now, he had an amazing interior line. That made sure that pocket's always clean, and that's something too. Like that, that, that has to be better here in Carolina. Um, I, also, yeah, great I, leadership from D'Amico Ryan's across the board, where there there wasn't internal things how, that we know of. There wasn't internal chaos that Strat had to deal with either. Absolutely, that I just think. Listen, the outside, the the hashes throws. Yeah, I mean, I want to see more of it. I definitely want to see more of it. Um, outside short, outside left. Under 10 yards, he, he it was good, right? 104 quarterback rating. Outside right, under 10 yards, 97 quarterback rating. But ev but everybody's going to have good quarterback ratings on that short stuff. But when you get to intermediate, outside left, 47 quarterback rating. Outside right, 64. Uh, deep left is an 89 quarterback rating, but the deep right is 51. So I do want to see more of that. Um, and it's a legit question, and many others have questioned that. Does he, can he rip it out there? I go back to what you said, though. He, there were so many things working against him that it became how many of how many how many media members have said you can't even evaluate him. How about Orlovsky says we're not even I'm not even going to try to evaluate him in the second year. 
I'm going to wait for another year after that so they can get him more help because it's impossible to evaluate him. That's the point you made to start with, and that's what I think it all comes back to. It's To me, it's hard to make absolute comments about Bryce Young when we, we saw him with such a weak supporting cast. Mac, interesting turn of events here on the WFNZ FanDuel text line. Ooh, ooh. Throughout the year, we fought a lot of Bryce detractors, and I'm not saying they're not there. They are in there. But after that first Hodge clip, it's about 85% people mad at Merrill Hodge defending Bryce Young. A national media guy oh, like went it. after their quarterback. Yeah, the bebops are, are still there, but it is overwhelming attacking Merrill Hodge right now. I like that. Bryce. Are we turning a corner here? Where we're getting a little protective of our guy. I right like now. that. I like that. Um, all right, so here is... The next one, we got a hodgepodge bone here of audio clips, right? A hodgepodge. Let's get to was the that, next. Was that something that you pre-planned there? No, it just okay, literally popped into my okay. No, I hope if I pre-planned that, I got issues, right? That just popped into my head. All right, so let's do this one, Flan. The other one about the size, because he really was hung up on the size. He believes, it sounds like, that, that like his size, which he thinks is an inch and an eighth smaller, and it really is, he thinks that basically – you know, is something that will always hold the Panthers back. Panthers will always have to try to compensate for it. They'll always be dealing with five nine. He will always have limitations of where he threw the football. Now, listen, from a how I value, he knows how to play the position, though. He really does. He had. I gave him a ten on toughness because he took some hits in college, and I'm like, oh my gosh, how did he get up? I'm like, that is the toughest dude I've ever seen. But here's the problem in the NFL: sometimes you're like, boy, who are we going to get there that can finish? There's not a team in the NFL that goes, our kicker could get there and finish because he's so tiny. <laughs> I mean, and I, was, I even put in my notes, I go, my, somebody might be arrested for murder when they hit him because he is just so small. And he won't last an entire season, and he's not going to. And I go, if you're okay with him playing 14, 15 games, then draft him. You know, if you're okay with being limited every week that you go out there with how you're going to have to game plan, and you have to scheme around that. It's already hard enough when you have a guy with no limitations. What do you think on that one, Bone? That one's that one's annoying me too for, for different reasons. I, what do you is, think? This is all annoying me. Merrill Hodge is not normally a guy that annoys me, but this whole hodgepodge situation now, it's got my dare I say it's got my feathers ruffled a little bit here. I'm losing brain power back here, honestly. <laughs> I just like first of all he played sixteen games this year. You know what I mean? If you're good with him playing fourteen, fifteen games, he played sixteen. And I'm not even sure, Bone, he was that injured in the one he missed. Didn't they say if it was like a if it was a game that had like playoff implications on the line or yeah. something he would have played? Yeah, yeah, that's the thing. Is it? it so, um, I got a guy right now saying Andy Dalton had no problem. Hey, you know what? Andy Dalton also has a decade plus experience on Bryce Young and that's what he played against Seattle. But Steph, absolutely, that, and, and that, Andy, that matters. Man, Andy Dalton also played threw, like five playoff games. He also or threw it fifty eight times. He also had the big long pass to Chark when there was a busted coverage. Like it's let's not he averaged six yards a pass. Let's not act like Andy Dalton played like like Pat Mahomes in that game. All right, he was better than Bryce Young in like what was his third week of NFL football. All right, uh, Matt, we have a texter that wants to put his hands on Merrill Hodge, and why is that significant here? I'm not condoning fighting. It's UFC fighter that listens to the show, Jordan Rinaldi. Oh, let's set this up, baby. Let's set this bound up, baby. Now, there's been times where Jordan may have threatened one of us with those hands. But right now, right now, it's good stuff. This is a lot better. All right, and then he's got his thing. I wrote in my notes, um, he's going to get murdered on a hit. Like, like that's the notes he's writing down. Um, he took 
a ton of hits. Sacked more than anybody in the game this year. He then eluded Bone more sacks than anybody this year. So um, he was under pressure constantly. He took some big hits and kept getting up. Like, can we stop with the someone's going to murder? Can we at least acknowledge, oh, crap, he can take hits in the NFL? Because ultimately, knock on wood, we're going to improve this team, please, Dan Morgan, and we're going to get it so that he doesn't take as many hits. Dave Canales wants to get the football out, right? Hopefully, you will not see him take that many hits again. But I just, the whole thing about, oh, they're going to murder little Brycey. Like, we're still doing that after this season? Did, did we not see a lot of bigger quarterbacks get injured this year? Oh, How tons. many QBs got injured? It was the year of the backup, right? Yes. And That's our backup only played one. So we're worried about Bryce. He's the guy that was playing all but one game. The biggest rookie was the first one to get injured and miss most of the year. Yeah, that's true. So it's just, I don't know. That just feels like a lazy narrative. That feels like an, a narrative that's got to be updated. Like, I myself, Bone, the one size thing that I did worry about wasn't his ability to throw over the middle or whatever because he did that really well in college. He found the windows. But my one size concern was, oh, man, he's slight and he's going to take hits. I feel like he answered a lot of questions this year in that respect. Yeah. Uh, all right. One more from Merrill Hodge because we didn't make a, a Panther fan. We haven't gotten angry enough. They act yet. like he's one of the guys that Cam was throwing in Atlanta. <laughs> I got to tell you, man, Merrill Hodge sounds like a dude that's heard a lot in his life about being too small. So, <laughs> all right. This last one here. And this oh, there's one, more. And this one is like, I, you know, I don't know. Do we even argue with this one? This one is where he says, you can't. He doesn't think you can win a championship with Bryce Young as your quarterback. I don't think any doubt you can make a certain scheme. He can play better, but you will always have limitations, and defenses will crush them. Once they know, okay, you can't push it outside the numbers, well, I ain't got to run for certain coverages. I ain't got to play certain things to this guy. And I can pressure in ways I, don't, I can't pressure most kids in the NFL. And eventually, you're never going to withstand that. You could you know, play better, but it, to win a championship with with um, those limitations, um, I've not seen happen, and, and I don't I don't see happening. Here's the thing, Bo. Was it, was First it, of all, was, Drew, not... was Drew Brees six five? Was Russell Wilson yeah, uh, the they size won championships. of uh, Kareem? They won Jabbar? Like, and, and this whole thing, like, I get the questioning of is he going to be able to gun it outside the hashes and all that, but again. Like, let's see him with a better supporting cast. Let's see him with guys that separate out there. His anticipatory throwing, it, it, it's a real skill that he has. And unfortunately, we didn't get to see it. I thought, Bone, his processing was thrown off because I thought he was a bit shell-shocked this year, right? Because of the pressure, the pressure that was there, the pressure he was anticipating. But if you can get him protection... And you can get guys a little more separation. I think you're going to see that anticipatory thrower. And then I think is when you might see him throw better outside the hashes. When it's not there because of arm strength, but it's there because I threw it before the break. You know what I mean? Like he doesn't have to have the strongest arm in the world. You know, there's plenty of quarterbacks, Bone, that didn't have the strongest arm in the world. How about post-injury Peyton Manning? He, could <laughs> we he saw him. It, could he get it outside the hash? Yeah, because he knew when to throw it. Right, He was able to process. So I'm not willing to give up on Bryce's processing ability, anticipatory throwing ability, and that stuff You know, becoming special when uh, he gets more freaking help. Some of the best quarterbacks ever didn't have the strongest arms. Tom Brady didn't have the strongest yeah, arm. Definitely. Drew Brees was, yeah, was definitely. not the strongest arm. There are guys, Mac, playing right now. Joe Burrow doesn't have like overwhelming arms. He's average, maybe slightly, but Joe Burrow doesn't have the biggest arm in the world. There are plenty of quarterbacks, past and present, where and then we see guys, Mac, that had strong arms. 
that had the cannon for an arm. Yeah, Jeff George worked out well, didn't he, on his 19 teams? So there are guys with big arms that also fail, too. Here, I fellas. told this before. There is someone who I have heard of who, who I was told who coached Peyton Manning and who has watched Bryce Young and says Bryce's arm's stronger. Yeah. Now, again, that's not me saying it. I, I, I probably wouldn't have guessed that. But that's someone who has coached Peyton Manning. Who yeah. has apparently told someone I know that Bryce's arm is stronger. So and, and I, prime, I think it's prime strong. Peyton Manning. Prime Peyton Manning. Yes. I think it's strong enough, but I just think he's gotta get help around him, man. And and a texter says he needs a great team around him. Yeah, I think he's the guy bone that is gonna be a distributor, right? Let me get it out quick, let me get it in your hands, let you run after the catch. Yeah, I do think that's the type of quarterback that he's going to be. Um but it doesn't mean he's doomed to be a complete and total failure or whatever. Most quarterbacks, Bone, need the help around him. There aren't many Mahomes out there. What are all the you guys know? that can that, that simply just make everybody better? Hall of Famers. Yeah, there's not. So you could still have a, a real good quarterback and win a lot of games, Flown, but not have like Mahomes or Josh Allen. Bingo. Right? You still can do that. Mac, I'm excited for when we come back. We're going to do a special interview with two people at once. Monty... And JR, two members of the Four Man Rush Twitter feed and podcast, dual interview. We're going to talk Panthers, the draft, the offseason, all that surrounds the team. Here, Monty and JR, Four Man Rush, next on Sports Radio 927 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. Remember the podcast, y'all. If y'all, you know, finish up work on a Friday, you're feeling good heading into the weekend. Remember, do your Mac and Bone Show homework. The the hours of the show today you missed, whether it was Hornets talk, should Steve Clifford be back as the head coach like Bobby Marks thinks is going to happen? All this Panther, uh, you know, draft talk, combine talk we did. Check it all out, whatever you missed. In podcast form, WFNZ.com, Apple, and Spotify. And you are right, Bone. Well, it thank is. you, Mac. You know, sometimes I'm right. You know, it's. You uh, clip that. Oh, 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 you didn't say why, did you? You go clip sorry, that and yeah. just use that. Have flounder, just use that all the time. No, but you are right. I'm reading over the text. I'm responding to a lot of the text. Can't get to all of them, but a lot of the text during the break about Bryce. It doesn't seem very mean spirited. It seems like most of them are kind of in his quarter and kind of annoyed by Merrill Hodge, who is writing him off right after one season. Um, and it even seems like the ones that are kind of questioning him are kind of, well, he might end up being more of a game manager or he might you know, need good players around him. And I don't necessarily know if those things are going to be untrue. My whole thing is Merrill Hodge basically is saying you can't win with him. 
sounds like the old Singletary clip. Can't win with him. Can't, can't do, do it. it. Can't do but, it. But um, he just basically seems like too small. Can't throw outside the hashes. He's he's a failure. He's go, he's doomed to failure. And that's where I would push back on. You know. I'm sorry. I I lost track of what you said after I quote Bone. You were right. Gosh, I love it when you praise me like that. Uh, I know that's going to be a sound effect on the show now. I know it is. Um, all uh. right, let's get some Panther opinions from guys that I know have no shortage of Panther opinions. One of our favorite uh, Panther Twitter accounts, Panther, uh, you know, kind of fan perspective Twitter accounts, is Four Man Rush on Twitter. And uh, they do a great job. Y'all need to check it out. We will often kind of cite tweets that we saw, opinions they had in our conversation. So you know we respect these guys. And we got a couple of them uh, with us right now. J.D. and Monty. They are. J.R. J.R. and Monty <laughs> from 4-Man. Where did I get J.D. from? I don't know. J.R. and Monty from 4-Man Rush. Fellas, what's going on? How y'all doing? Good morning. Good morning. You were right. It's J.D. actually. You were right. Oh, I had it right. Oh, did Mac have it right? I had it wrong? <laughs> oh, no. Bone, yeah. how no, dare you? No. Welcome to the show, fellas. I was just, I just got praised for being right when you came on, and it took 13 seconds how dare for you. that to be. That's, a, that's on me. That's on me. How that's my fault. How dare you, Bone? You made how me dare I feel assume, like the bad guy. How dare I assume Mac got someone's name wrong? <laughs> hey, did y'all hear this stuff that Merrill Hodge was saying yesterday on, on our station on Wesson Walker about Bryce? No, I missed it. I, I didn't. I didn't catch the comment that he. I guess that he made about Bryce. I, I'm trying to catch up on it this, this morning, but yeah, I, I missed what he said about Bryce. I'll, I'll just phrase the question this way then: Like he's really hung up on the size and thinks that the size held him back when passing from the pocket. He also is really big on. Well, he can't throw outside the hash. He doesn't have the arm strength to get it outside the hat. Like, what's your response to criticisms like that? I, I mean, I just, just disagree. You know, I think the film kind of says differently. I think this year, you know, he kind of proved he could he could throw out another hash. He could throw, you know, down the middle of the field with, you know, no matter if he's under protection or, you know, with a clean pocket. So I I don't necessarily uh, agree. I think a lot of scouts kind of were down on Bryce's size and just seeing the rookie year he had. You know, I kind of I think that's kind of their way of saying, hey, well, look. We were right, you know, but uh, I mean, but you know, that's to be expected after the year that we had as a team. So, um, you know, I don't yeah. agree, but you know, I think Mayor Hodges is well respected enough to where he can have an opinion, and and we have to take note of hey, well, that you know, that could be something to take note of here for the future. Yeah. yeah. Hey, JD, where do you think Canales can most help Bryce Young get better in year two, in the immediate time? Um, I think a part of the Canales appeal is that he's more of a, a chameleon. Um, he does more of what his quarterbacks do well. And you'll see um, one of the key things that I was a proponent of for Canales um, that he can immediately help is versus blitz and pressure. Um, if you go back a couple years, Geno Smith had his best year with Canales um, being the hands-on quarterback coach up in Seattle against pressure, um, giving him answers to, um, against loaded boxes or when defenses show pressure okay, this is where we're going with this. Or we have better checks than a, a Ian Thomas screen or, you know what I'm saying, things like that. I think that immediately helps them. Can't imagine there's better checks than an Ian Thomas screen, man. I cannot <laughs> believe that. And and to, uh, and to your point, I think Baker's under pressure numbers were like off the charts this year. 
And by comparison, we saw how he handled pressure in Carolina. So I think that's a good call. Mm -hmm. I think there's no doubt about that. We're talking with J.D. and Monty from 4-Man Rush. You must check them out on Twitter. It's a great follow for all Panther fans out there. Monty, I can't go any longer without talking about free agent wide receivers. I can't do it. I can't hold myself back. Where, where, who are the guys you're kind of wanting the Panthers to make a run at when it comes to veteran available wide receivers this offseason? Yeah, well, I to start, I thought Brandon Ayuk would, you know, would have been a realistic target. Um, I think Mike Evans brings some real interest there, you know, with his connection with the Canalers. I think if we're going to be more on the realistic spectrum, you know, because I think we all have a dream list of, yeah. you know, guys that we would like. But, you know, if we could be more realistic, I probably would say Calvin Ridley, you know, would be one big one that, you know, that we could bring back to the South, uh, you know, and kind of get get that beef with him in Atlanta going. That would be – I would love to see that. Or, you know, Gabe Davis. I yeah. think Gabe Davis would be another proponent, you know, that we could add as a, you know, as a veteran piece that is, still, you know, that's still young and, you know, coming to his prime as well that could grow with Bryce. So those would be my two biggest guys there. Those are those so, were my two Ma- favorites, Bone, in the reasonable, right. like, you know yeah, what I mean, like realistic category too. So now, I like Monty, that. I noticed you had a take on Twitter. So you you would go that free agent route, and you weren't necessarily going wide receiver at 33, right? Was that your take? That I'm I'm going to make it where I'm not having to go, you know, one position at 33. You know, so, yeah, I, I think that if you go a veteran piece, especially some guy like Calvin Ridley, you know, who who still has some, you know, tread on the tires, who's still young, who would come back to a division and play, you know, a team that let him go, I think that kind of, you know, start, you know, I think that would get a lot of the most out of some of those guys. And then where we're not, you know, where we're stuck at having to pick receiver at 33, you can go pass rusher, you can go corner, or go a different, you know, priority pick there with 33 and still not, you know, still address receiver later on in the draft. All right, J.D., I want to ask you about Brian Burns. All right, this thing has, my Lord, it feels like 10 years we've been, uh, you know, debating this one amongst ourselves as Panther fans. I feel like the four-man rush guys are pretty darn supportive of Burns. What's your feeling, Mm -hmm. J.D., about, like, how should the Panthers play this? Um, Do you think a trade, Dan Morgan the other day told Charlotte Vibe, Everything's on the table, and I'm not ruling out a trade right now. Like, should trade be on the table, or should it strictly be if we can't sign you long term, you're playing on the tag? What do you what do you, what do you want to see from the Panthers on this Burns situation? I think it's clear that Brian Burns means a lot to the defense, even with the down year we had last year. Um, and I'm not mentally, emotionally, or spiritually prepared for life after Brian Burns. <laughs> Um, especially with the edge pressure room we have. Seriously. Um, so my vote is do everything you can to lock them down. Uh, if we have to play on a tandem tag and then uh, talk extension down the road, then we can do that. Um, it, it's, it's extremely smart to not uh, rule out a, a tag and trade scenario, though, especially for um, the right compensation. But I am not – I do not want to see life after Brian Burns, especially I don't want to give offensive lines a reason to, to double and triple – uh, Derek Brown on the inside, and then hope and pray that somebody else can beat their man one on one. I'm not for that, right. and I'm not looking forward to that. That's You're listening point. to the Mac and Bone Show, Sports Radio 92.7. Right now on the Body Works Plus guest hotline, Monty and JD of the Four Man Rush, the Twitter feed, the podcast. It is a must check out feed for all your Panther content. JD, what's your current faith level right now uh, in JC Horn? It, not the talent. But the body just not holding up to play up to where he was drafted. I, I think where we're at now, 
faith is a strong word for what what, what we're experiencing. Uh, um, <laughs> there, there's not a lot of reasons to have a ton of faith. I love J.C. Horn, and, and we're not talking about the, the the talent level. Obviously, the guy can play everywhere on the defensive uh, in the defensive back position. Group, we've had him in slot, have him as a blitzer on third down. Um, we've had him outside. Um, now the I, I think the injuries is one of those things to where he's got to come and try to prove it to himself again. Like if we think back to the days of TD um, having multiple injuries back to back to back, it really weighs on your psyche. Um, TD knows he's a great player, but not being able to physically do it um, can weigh on your mental. So I'm just I'm thinking a lot about JC Horn's mental right now. And I know he's a dog, and I know it's not uh, it's a non issue for him. So I'm I'm pretty confident in JC Horn that we'll have a a, a good year with him um, in respect to how everything else is going. If there's anything to have faith in on defense, it's JC Horn and Derek Brown and Brian Burns. Uh, fifth year option is twelve and a half million, and I know some people are wondering, well, they I hope they do it. I hope I hope they don't, you know, just because uh, you know, in our luck, knowing Panther luck, he'd he'd be healthy and have a Pro Bowl year, and he'd be a free agent after next yeah. year if we don't give him the fifth year option. Oh, well, how uh, often does that happen? <laughs> that's Panther stuff. Just like every player y'all that we send somewhere else is going to you know get even that much better and healthier. Um, I want to ask you, Monty, about uh, Icky. Um, I think we're all pulling for him. But like y'all are using the word faith, right? Uh, you know, JD using the word faith. What's your faith, Monty and Icky, that like he can still be the cornerstone left tackle? Do you wonder if he's a guard long term? Where are you at right now with Icky? You know, kind of, kind of mirroring, you know, what, what JD feels about JC. You know, with Icky, you know, I, I think that's that's kind of we he's more in the approved situation than anything right now you know and and i think we all like you said we all have faith that he can pull it together and maybe that in this new offensive scheme that you know it will kind of help him develop a little more but um as of right at the faith in icky as of right now i think is is, is very low you know for you know or for especially when you act or just look around you know the fan base and how they feel about icky i think he's He's had some good tape, but he's had a lot more bad tape, you know, to to look at there. And especially going, you win two games, and then you know you get your your quarterback gets sacked sixty times. And of course, Icky, you're going to be one of the big, you know, one of the big talking points of the offseason. So I mean, I think he really has to, you know, put a piece together a lot of good games this year, you know, for us to kind of you know win that for Corral, the whole morale back for him. Um, I think he can do it. I mean, he definitely has the athletic profile for it. He's definitely, you know, what you want in a, you know, prototypical left tackle from the size, the arm strength. I mean, the arm strength, so, you know, the arm length, and you know, um, especially how aggressive he is in a run game. But yeah, man, I, I hope Canales can get the, the most out of him this year because, you know, I, I don't think moving him to guard is the, you know, the next move. I think moving him off the, off, you know, the field is probably the next move there. But, um, but yeah, I, yeah, I really hope that he does pull it together. You know, I am pulling for him. It's just he's he's got a lot to prove this year, you know, and that's just being honest with here with us in the fan base. Monty, you guys crushed this interview. Promote the uh, promote the four man rush, and, and, and sort of give the backstory of of how you guys came about all together. Because there's what there's seven of eight of you right now involved, right? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> uh, it actually it started with me, uh, Kevin. Will Will is the guy that actually runs the four man rush page on Twitter that you know that y'all interact with there. Yeah. And uh, our guy Smooth. So it started off as all, us four. 
we all met on Facebook, man. We were <laughs> just all passionate Facebook, uh, you know, Panther fans on Facebook. Uh, we all kind of DM'd each other for about a year or so, you know, kind of throwing it around as an idea, like, hey, maybe we should try to really do this. And, uh, you know, one day Will just started dropping YouTube videos, uh, videos, and it kind of went from there. And, you know, it, it's kind of grown into its own thing. We're super appreciative, you know, it, it's grown from four people to, like you said, about seven or eight now. Um, and, yeah, it, it's continuing to grow. And, and yeah, you can follow us all on Twitter. Uh, it's uh, at four, the number four, O-U-R-M-A-N, Rush. So, yeah, definitely, at, you know, add us on Twitter. You know, all, all of our handles are on that page as well, so you can, you know, personally interact with us or, you know, interact with us as a group. But, yeah, man, I mean, we definitely enjoy, you know, the Panther interaction. Uh, whether good or bad, you know, it's definitely <laughs> Twitter. We Mac wants to know if you guys go nine man rush. Can Mac join this group? <laughs> I think y'all. We're taking out the cases. We love the dial up blitzes. So you know what I'm saying? Yeah, you, well, that's what I'm saying. If y'all got like eight now, I feel like now you got to go to like the zero blitz or something for your name now. Oh, you yeah. Know? I, feel, I feel like y'all are now blitz. Different schemes. Um, but anyway, hey, we appreciate it. Y'all do a great job with a Twitter account. Everybody check it out. The website, too. The uh, number four, the number four manrush.com. Check it out. They got a podcast. So check out their content, man. They're Panther fans. They're educated. They're opinionated. And uh, it's worth your time. Thank you, fellas. We appreciate it. Oh, absolutely. Thank you for having us, man. All right, guys. Be, weekend, be good. You too, boys. There you go. That is JD and Monty from the four man rush. And the Twitter account is at, like they said, at four. O-U-R Man Rush on Twitter. It's a good follow for you Panther are, fans. You are so excited I got the name wrong. Oh, my God. Because usually, usually I'm the one. Baby. I usually have to step in, clean up the mess, <laughs> land the plane a little bit, like I'm Denzel in flight. And oh. this time around, I messed it up, Oh, man. God, I do love you that. You love it, man. Uh, you, I love you, it. you were smiling I'm, the whole interview, man. I was because I was relieved because I thought, oh, done, Mac, screw, done, Mac done screwed up again. Hey, they were good, man, and they're very important feed for a lot of Panther content. That was really so, awesome. It's good stuff. I, I want to let us let you guys in on some insight here. So I have to call up. So I have to ask. So Monty was the first one that called in by himself. Yep. And I told him, is J- is JR with you? I didn't now, hear credit that. To that him, confused me. Credit to him. He, uh... He went with it yeah. and just didn't say anything. But I feel bad now because I I will say I trust uh, Bone most times in these scenarios instead of Mac. And well, now I, I, fu- I, uh, I feel bad. You want to know the funniest it's thing? On, it's on me. You know where I got JD? Yeah. Because Bone typed it into the show grid as JD. You had it correctly when you typed it in. <laughs> oh, but on my, <laughs> on my laptop, though, it says Monty and JR. All jokes aside, that was awesome. I, I love doing they stuff good, like man. that. I love to promote... Uh, the content that that is out there in Panther Nation, not just the, the obvious ones, but other ones in there that people are doing a lot of great work with. Yeah, there's so much content now, you know what I mean? Like, we're biased. Like, we think that you should come and, and take in all of our Panther-related content, local sports content, but you can't deny the world is changing, and it's like, if you're a fan, like, I'm this way, too, with soccer, like Manchester City Podcast, like, a lot of them are kind of like they started as fans, yep. and now they're huge. Like, the fan, you know, created content is getting better and better. So there's a lot of good stuff out there at the Panthers. Bone, I am now strutting around. I'm going to strut around this building after I was right and Bone was wrong. My stride will be so big, you're going to think I'm Kyle Filipowski walking through this building. Just don't trip anybody. (laughs) (laughs) A big old step. Sorry, Boney. What's up? You done? Yeah. (laughs) You are. You are. 
<laughs> I'm wrong, and all of a sudden you're you're down. You got the giggles, man. Oh man, that you was got fun. The, you got the belly giggles right. That was now. fun. We got to move on though. I'm not going to dwell on that the rest of the show. You know, you okay? move on. You're right. Yeah, yeah, you're right. Okay. okay. Can we move on, please? Yeah, okay. I'm moving on. You moving on? Yeah. yeah I'm moving yeah. on. When we come back, Cliff with with an interesting answer regarding a Romello status the rest of the season. We'll analyze the comment next on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. McDonald's is not new to chicken. So maybe stop questioning that chicken cred and get your hands on the McCrispy. Juicy fried chicken, buttery bun, unmatched pickle to chicken ratio. Yeah, they know what they're doing. In fact, we can honestly say they're not new to chicken. They're true to chicken. The McCrispy. Only at McDonald's. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Whether it's audiobooks or all-time greatest hits, long live listening to your favorites. Learn more about Kaskali Ribocyclob 200 milligrams at KISQALI.com and talk to your doctor to see if Kaskali is right for you. So, I mean, I think Cliff's a heck of a coach. I, I really do. I mean, um, I, I think certainly what we've seen a little bit before the deadline, I mean, before the All-Star break and, and the games since, um, I know there's been some lopsided games um, in, in, the last, in the last couple of games here, but I'd love to see what Cliff can do with, with NBA talent. I mean, that, that's what, uh, you know, and I think he can do a lot of good things here. And I think it's just a matter of kind of what the vision of how long this is going to take. Um, is it going to be two years or three years? Um, maybe you get lucky in the lottery and maybe, you know, you're, you're where Oklahoma City was a, a couple years ago and you're not that far away here. So, you know, because there is a relationship there, I think um, I would I would say that, there, there, you know, I don't want to talk for Jeff, but I would think there, was, there is a good chance that, you know, at least for the next year, you kind of, you know, you, you have that working relationship and you can see Cliff with, um, you know, with a little bit of a different lineup. All right, that's Bobby Marks talking yesterday with Wesson Walker, um, uh, front office insider from ESPN, discussing why he thinks that tie between Peterson and Cliff from when they were in Brooklyn together, it could be one of the reasons why Cliff gets another year. A little inside the show news here for you. By the way, we're going to give away Hornets tickets, I'll say, in the next half hour here. Hornets and Magic, right? Tickets yes, in the next yes. half hour. Oh, so stay, I would hate for you to get it wrong. So stay tuned for that. Um, little inside Mac and Bone here. I just messed up there. Uh, my streak <laughs> of being right is over. I told Flounder to play the wrong clip. Yeah. This segment is supposed to be about Steve Clifford and what he said about LaMelo's status and mm. injury yesterday. So I just, I mean, I guess there's there's little information for you. Bobby Marks thinks Cliff could be back. But that Advantage, was like a segment an hour and a half ago. Advantage Bone. <laughs> this is like a great tennis match. Well, not a great one. This is like a, a tennis <laughs> match of mistakes right now. Uh, so let's move forward here to the clip that actually we were supposed to be playing because <laughs> this segment, I want to hear what Panther. I, I think every, I feel like everybody feels better knowing I screwed up now. Like I feel like everybody feels the world is back on its axis. I do. Um. Anyway, and I just said Panthers, Hornets. I think I, I want to hear what Hornets fans feel when you listen to this clip. This is Steve Clifford yesterday at the pregame availability before the latest um, handling at the hands of the Bucks. Listen to Cliff. He's asked about LaMelo's injury. How y'all feel about LaMelo, the injury? What do we think's going on when we hear this answer? Listen to this. It's hard to tell. I mean, look, he hasn't, you know, 
He's doing the same stuff now that he was doing two weeks ago. I, you know, like I, I that I don't. As you, I tell you guys, I don't know that stuff. You know, he does whatever they allow him to do. Um, there's a lot of factors in that, obviously. Uh, so I don't, you know, like today, you know, he did a lot of shooter run. He's he's been doing that for a while. He wants to be back. It's just, you know, again, he he's not doesn't feel healthy enough, and people aren't comfortable enough that he should play. So I know he wants to get back. I mean, it's just a lot of factors in that one. Um, all right, so that's Cliff right there. Ta- asked about Lamel's injury. Will he be back soon? And he says, hey, I don't know, you know, and, and and the one thing that Cliff always does when he talks about Mello's injury is he says, I don't know. I don't know. The medical people, they do what the medical people say. He makes it seem bone like he never talks to the doctors about LaMelo. How can you be the coach of the Charlotte Hornets? If I, as a Hornets fan, am dying to know the exact status and when he could be back and what's going on, how the heck does the coach want us to believe that he is not asking the doctors all the time? Can we get Mello back? Like, I, well, there's two it's reasons. Cra- it's crazy to me, and that's where that's yeah. where I raise an eyebrow. Like, are you BSing us, Cliff? Because clearly you got to know more than you say. Well, there's two reasons why. Number one, if your job's in jeopardy and we don't know what Cliff's future is, wouldn't you want to ask and say, hey, to finish strong here, where's the team's best player? Uh, you'd ask questions about that, even if your job was secure. Wouldn't you ask the question, Mac, to say, hey, how can LaMelo play with all these new parts before we get to the end of the season? So whether or not you're safe or not, you're going to ask questions about where your team's best player is. So no, there's there's no way he doesn't know what the status is so, on so that ball. So right, so I hear but that. It's very hard to figure out because and, and, they and don't we said, don't get a lot on the injury stuff. So he says that over and over again, all the time when asked about LaMelo. I don't listen. I don't know. That's the doctors. It's like, I think you're BSing me. And then it's like, why are you BSing us? It, it, it's, it's, and, and, and it makes me think back to that Crown Club tweet that they sent out, I don't even know, a month ago, when they were talking to somebody that said that LaMelo is kind of basically in shutdown mode. And it may be for the whole season or it might not be for the full season. Well, at this point, but he is, he, they made it, their source made it seem bone a month ago, like, he might be able to give it a go, but they kind of just want to sit him out. So is that what's going on? And if we're sitting him out on purpose, why? He needs to play basketball games. He has played 40% of the games over the last two seasons. He has missed 40% of the games in his entire career. He is not polished. He is uber talented, but he needs polishing and refining and that comes with game time. So if we're sitting them out, they don't think he could benefit from game time. Like I just and, and by the way, the way they handle this, somebody used the word cryptic for that response. The cryptic nature of the tweets, Cliff claiming, I don't know what's going on with my star player's injury. That stuff leads us to speculate because we're not being told details. Uh, yeah, that's one That's one thing is the lack of details that comes up about all injuries. Mark Williams, we don't know the severity of that. Long-term, will mellow for this season, we don't know. There's 23 games left, and if there's no timetable, doesn't that tell you that he's basically done without saying it? Because so, no timetable. How many more games would that be? Seven? Just even on the low end, seven, eight? At least. Then, then you're down to – you're going to get down to probably that 10 or 12 game mark, and then what's the what's the point of that? So I, I would guess if there's no timetable at 23 games left – 
and you have no idea when he's coming back, that means that he's basically shut down. Because I don't know when he – what's he going to play the last five games, seven games? What, what, would the, what if he got hurt playing the last five games? And had to go into the offseason. I just so you at some think, point it gets to at some point we so, get to a a part of the schedule where he's just done for the season. So you think the shut you think the reason why if they are kind of shutting him down and not telling us some people are saying they're tanking. Um, although I don't know if this is a draft worth tanking, like to try to make sure you're you know you know have the most ping pong ball. I'm not sure it matters as much in this draft as others. But like what? So you think the motivation if they would be sitting him out on purpose? even though he could play, you think it would be because they don't want to get him hurt again. Because at some point, he's got to start playing basketball. Like, at some point, the dude needs to put some ankle braces on and needs to play basketball. Like, he needs to improve. He is really freaking good. But he needs reps. So, like, are they putting him in bubble wrap, you think? And saving him for the next year? I think that's more of an option than tanking because I don't know anybody's tanking for this draft. This yeah. is this is one where I've said repeatedly, you might get the best player at one, at 15. This could be a Jokic draft where you might get a player at number 40. That I, We have no idea where the best players in this draft may come from. So, I don't. yeah, you, you give yourself the best chance, but there's going to be a lot of top 10 picks in this draft that we go, how did that guy go with this yeah. number and how did I this player? I agree with you on so that. So I just don't know if tanking is a thing. To me, it would be more about – do they want to risk him somehow getting injured again and going into an offseason where he's got a rehab? Remember yeah. last summer, Mac, he spent a lot more time than we thought rehabbing. Remember Cliff came out and said he's only been playing basketball for like two weeks now, and that yeah. was into October. We're like, how did that happen? I, so I wonder if they're just trying to preserve him and get into the offseason where he see, doesn't have to rehab as much. To me, he hasn't played enough basketball know, to where man. I'm putting him in bubble wrap. He needs to play basketball, man. 60% of the games is all he's played in in his career. Now, two texts I'm seeing a lot of y'all sending real quick because I know we got we to gotta, gotta wrap this up in a second. Two texts. One is multiple people are bringing up Mitch Kupchak's. You brought this up yesterday. Mitch Kupchak's press conference comment about Mark Williams where he said it's not career-threatening. And a lot of people had the same reaction bone that you did, which is, whoa, how bad is this back injury? Like, if you're even bringing that up, like, how scared should we be about his back injury? That's another thing we got to worry about. In passing, Mitch said it's not career threatening. And that made you stop on the brakes because it never would have thought that was it. We weren't thinking career. We thought it was a back contusion. How do we go from back contusion to Mitch saying it's not career threatening? We're glad it's not. That wasn't even on my radar screen that he could have. So how bad was this injury? So then we don't have enough information. Mac, I am, uh, before we go to break, I am humbled and honored that the great uh, John Hancock from WBT, the Hall of Famer, uh, this is this is so emotional. He gave me a Hancock Hall of Radio Hall of Fame coffee mug. There you go, baby. I've now been inducted. No, wait, this is for him, isn't it? You can act like it's you, though. Just this act is, like it was you were the Hancock. This is, a John, this is a John Hancock Radio WBT Hall of Fame coffee mug. So right now, <laughs> I'm claiming this as my own there. Yes, yeah, go How with it. John, hey, listen, John is shameless just like we are. He will let you go with that and act like, tell people that that is you. Do I do a Hall of Fame speech for this or what? Uh, I think you got to. By the way, the other comment that like five people have made is they want him out of Pumas. Is Puma now the problem? Is that what? What do you want? I'm back in big baller brands. <laughs> <laughs> Those damn things will explode into a like just a cloud of dust if he tries you, to wear them. You could buy the big ballers uh, in bulk at Costco at this point. <laughs>
<laughs> I cannot wait for our next segment. First of all, we're going to give away Hornets tickets coming yeah, up. Yeah, yeah. Also, Mac is going to do his top five hardest sports to play. There's a reason for this that happened the other day. I feel like Mac's going to get ripped for something here. And honestly, I love these segments <laughs> on Sports Radio 92.7 WFNZ. I need some sleep.